0: Was it the play calling or was it the players? We're here to discuss the Super Bowl and the Chiefs' big victory. Everybody, this is William Del Pilar, and this is Points on the Board. This is our wrap up Super Bowl episode, and I am joined by Big John and our uh, OG guest, Greg Kellogg. Gentlemen, before we get to the game, give me one word to describe the game. Big John.
1: Profitable. Made a <laughs> lot of money on that game.
0: Greg. Boring. You're not the first. To me, exciting. I thought it was exciting. No big plays, but the intensity of that fourth quarter in overtime, were that. that's what makes the uh, Super Bowl. I saw an article talk about uh, how it was boring because no big plays. I'm like, yeah, you're right. With that fourth quarter and overtime, boy, maybe it was was more exciting to me because I kind of predicted it pretty easily after watching. It was pretty much a repeat of the Ravens game, you know, I thought in certain aspects. But anyway, before we get to that, my friends, uh, this week we're going to talk obviously the Super Bowl. But before we get to the Super Bowl, we're going to talk a little bit about the one hire we did not talk about last week. And that is the San Diego Chargers hiring of Jim Harbaugh. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I I'm saying Jim Harbaugh, but, but I really forget <laughs> Jim and John. You know, they're so similar. Which one's which? Uh, uh, before we get to that, everybody, GrumbleesMedia.com, you can find this podcast along with our other podcasts, as well as YouTube, Rumble, under the profile name Grumble's Media, and traditional podcast outlets. Apple, Google, Spotify, and Pandora. And with that, gentlemen, let's get to it. But before the Super Bowl, first of all, Greg, your thoughts on the hiring of the San Diego Chargers of Jim Harbaugh, the the the, the NCAA uh, champion of the Michigan Wolverines.
2: I think every team that needed a head coach wished they would got him. Not only did San Diego get Jim Harbaugh, which he's won everywhere he's been, but they got Jesse Mentor who is steeped in the Baltimore Ravens defense. He Mike McDonald brought it to Michigan and then mentor actually perfected it. He actually added some coverage disguises, coverages and blitzes that mentor uh, McDonald didn't really do. I think mentor is going to be an excellent DC. And I'm not sure how much the strength and conditioning coach Ben Rhodes will matter in the NFL. Cause those guys are usually pretty buff already, Um, but he was a huge loss for Michigan. I can tell you that. He was a big difference maker. He took three-star kids and turned them into five-star players.
0: i got to be honest, Greg. I do have my two cents on that. When I was in high school, I, I I I proudly played in the band. I was a hell of a trumpet player. I wrestled, ran cross country, played baseball, but I loved my trumpet. So, and our marching band was a competitive one. We would tour and do contests. I had to preface that with showing that it's not a wussy hobby, you know? But I prefaced that by stating this also. We were so good and our team was so bad for years and years, people would come to watch a halftime show. That's how good we were. Then it changed with this one head coach named Bobby Poss. Bobby Paz retired with like six or seven like like state championships, you know uh he wasn't cute uh but the one thing he incorporated, which I believe in, which I always sit there and talk about the n f l players uh is uh stretching. He brought in a stretcher like she was like a yoga son, and that team would spend thirty minutes just doing stretch that team not be they didn't go on to win that many state championships, but he always said they're not going to take care of their bodies. We got to do that because they think they're young and invincible and they don't understand the process of stretching. Because I asked him this, he goes, he goes, he goes, young kids do not understand the importance and that made the world a difference. And then when I started doing fantasy football, you know, with hot off the wire, we just naturally started tracking injuries. Not it was just, we started to learn innately, you know, the length of injuries the type of injuries. And I kept asking about stretching and that's never been incorporated. And then one thing, what I always came across, not Every single time. But a good 40 to 60 percent, depending what season was the one comment. They're grown men. They know what they need to do. I'm like, no, they're not grown men. They're young men out of college, you know. And and, and, and I just think that that is one thing with the strength and conditioning. Those are that's a low hanging fruit that starts the path to greatness. And so I do think it is important, Greg, and I do think that's who Jim Harbaugh is. He puts so much focus on those little details and I always try to tell people, and I told John and I have had this conversation, the difference between great and greatness. There's a lot of great players, but greatness is transcending. From the great players, Patrick Mahomes is on his way to becoming greatness, if not already there by some measures. And I think it all starts with that low hanging fruit, as do a lot of people. You talk to them about that. It's that discipline, that focus. I think that's going to make a major difference. John, your thoughts. Not on what I said, but just in general, (laughs) just in general on the hiring i i
1: i'm a little bit confused we started with harbaugh then we somehow ended up at yoga so i'm not quite sure what whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, so. my <laughs> point is
0: my point is is it's the little details you yes. understand the importance of stretching of weightlifting yeah. and all that that's yeah, yeah. how it begins what are yeah. your thoughts on the hiring in general well i mean look harbaugh pro- has a proven
1: track record of success so obviously he's a hot candidate um and and he comes you know I'm sure people are also associating him with his brother's success as well. So I think it was, a, it was a solid hire, you know, like, I mean, will his act play well, it, it, who knows, you know, and I'm interested in seeing at what he sees, what he has in mind for San Diego, particularly the offense, you know, like, I mean, he was obviously a former quarterback himself, NFL uh, quarterback himself. So I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how, um, Justin Herbert will will now perform under uh, Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's leadership. So is he going to is he going to explode and be somebody who throws for five thousand yards, or is he going to actually make him a little bit more uh, restrained in order to get a more balanced offense? You know, and and obviously, I would think, being a good Michigan man, he's going to probably start building the trenches both ways. You know, from the middle out. So I think. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what his stamp is going to be on this team. But, you know, in terms of resumes, uh, you know, the Chargers probably couldn't have done much better than they did.
0: Right, right. No, no, I agree. I I have to say this, though, about his resume. His resume is beyond anybody else's right now. Uh, You know, obviously, he went 89 and 25 with the Michigan Wolverines, eight bowl games, six seasons with 10 plus wins, 2021 AP College Football Coach of the Year, three big 10 titles, and obviously the national championship. That's what most people are remembering him about. Here's what most people have forgotten
2: William, three Ohio State. Yeah, nine seasons, though.
0: Nine seasons, though, there were four straight Ohio losses, and they wanted to fire him, you know. I so I, 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 you know but you're right. He, he did come back time. at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. Now, here's what people have forgotten that I want to mention, and I, I don't want to spend too much time, but this is important to me. From 2011 to 2014, he went 44-19-1 and as the Niners head coach, three straight championship games, and a Super Bowl loss in 2012. Before all this, he turned the USD Torero's joke of a football team into to a winning franchise, which he also got Josh Johnson as a career backup, had a long career in NFL, and the Stanford Cardinals, he was a winner. Uh, uh, But my whole point, 44-19-1, three state championship games, we've forgotten that. This guy is not only a winner. He is a winner's winner. And I, I think with the San Diego Chargers, they finally have a coach that can actually get them to the Super Bowl and win it. And God bless Bobby Ross. Georgia Tech was national champions. So he had a national championship and took the Chargers to the Super Bowl, but that team was riding lady luck that season and were exposed in the Super Bowl to a team that was just much better. And I'm not saying it. I'm just saying he took him as far as they could. I think Jim Harbaugh can create a Niners team out of the uh, uh, Chargers, can create a a, a, a a Kansas City Chiefs. And it all starts because of uh, Justin Herbert. They've got the quarterback now that he can turn into from a pajama boy man into an actual man. Because I, I see a lot of pajama boy. When the pressure's on Herbert, he tends to kind of come up with the L more than he does Ws. And that's not me stating that. The, the, the record says that. Uh,
2: uh, Greg, you're shaking word? your head. Harbaughs a run first guy um, to get Har- to get Herbert where we want to see Herbert uh if they don't if they don't re-sign Eckler they've got to get a running back and they've got to have the interior line to run because even in San Francisco Harbaugh ran more than the average in the NFL Correct. now will he run as much as he did at Michigan no there's no way he can do that just can't do it in the NFL but He's going to emphasize the run. I look at like Dan Campbell is a good example of what Jim Harbaugh is going to want to do. I don't know that he's going to have, you know, the Pony Express, the two back attack that Dan does, but I think he's going to emphasize the run and play action. So I think I think Herbert's going to have a good year, John.
1: Look, he's got enough talent on that team, obviously. I mean, there are some trouble spots. I mean, you have to keep an eye on the wide receiver court because I think the bottom may fall out of that yes. very quickly. I mean, um, Keen, uh, Keenan Allen is uh, on the wrong side of 30, uh, although he had a fantastic season last year. Uh, Mike Williams is talented, but he's always hurt, so I don't know how much mm-hmm. you can count on him. And uh, the the rookie they drafted um, was it? Johnson. Uh, Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson uh, really didn't show me much. Uh, the tight end is not, you know, is not a great position for them. So I don't know, what do they do at at that number five pick? You know, do they go with the tight end out of Georgia who's a very highly rated tight end prospect? Some say better. One of the best ones in the last 10, 20 years, do they go offensive line? There's a couple of like maybe that kid out of Notre Dame Alt. I think, you know, do you draft someone like him? So, you Know there's a lot of different ways, and I think it'll be interesting to see. Look, Bill Parcells was a running football coach until he had Drew Bledsoe, then he became a passing coach, right? A pass for oh, coach. that's right, a, that's right. Right? A, a good coach will always adapt to the talent around him, and you know, good coaches fit the players, fit the uh, adapt their system for the talent they have, not the other way around, right? So, a really good coach is able to adapt, uh, so. Yes, Harbaugh was a run first coach of Michigan. He was a run first coach initially. Uh,
0: did he have Kaepernick in, the, in that situation? Yes, he, did, yes. He? He, so, he, so, he 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 brought Kaepernick the fame, and Kaepernick right. was a Super Bowl quarterback. But
2: so that skews the running when talk, numbers as well. When you talk Brock Bowers, remember, also in this year's draft is a kid named Eric All. Now, Eric All finished his career at Iowa, which is known for producing tight ends. Tight end you. But he yeah. started his career at Michigan under Jim Harbaugh. So Harbaugh's very aware of his talent level.
1: Right. Okay, so, so you're
2: saying it might there's, be a later there's options later in the draft yeah. to get a tight yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. I, you
0: know, I think you're both right. I think you adapt with the players. He's going to adapt with the players he has right now, but he's slowly going to form the team he wants in a couple of seasons. John, you're you're spectacular there. I mean, I'm like looking at my notes that you haven't seen, and you're just repeating. You know, Khalil Mack, 33 years old, 17 sacks. Many were against bad teams. See Von Miller, Joey Bosa, uh, 14 games in two seasons, 36.7 cap space. Khalil Mack is a 38.5 Cap space. Keenan Allen, uh, 34.7 cap space. Enters 2024, 32 years old. Mike Williams torn ACL, 32.5 million. Ridding themselves of these players could free up 35 million, or will put them 35 million under the cap. Right now, they are 27.5 million over the salary cap. They're projected to be 45 million because they need money to sign their draft class. You know, uh, 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 I mean, they're projected to be 45.8 million over the cap, but they're going to need 55.4 million to sign their draft class. I think uh, he will adapt to Justin Herbert and John and and Greg. When I say he's got Justin Herbert, I'm not saying he's got the next great number one overall gunslinger. Who's going to throw up all these records. He has a quarterback who, when they, he has to carry the team has the talent to carry the team. And that's what he's got to groom out of Justin Herbert. He can keep his rushing attack. He can keep his game, but when caught upon doesn't matter what, because look, Lamar Jackson is the epitome. I don't know the style of uh, of schemes they have, but in concept, same thing. Uh, uh, the other Harbaugh runs that power rushing attack, but when it was called upon for Lamar Jackson to put that team on his back, he failed, and I think that's where he's got to grow and cool out of Justin Herbert, and he can have his power rushing attack too. He can have both his. Cake. Remember, he can have his Herbert's, cake and eat it too.
2: Her- Herbert's one of the few quarterbacks in NFL history that had 30 passing touchdowns as a rookie. That just doesn't happen mm-hmm. very often, and right. Herbert did it. I think Harbaugh is going to be very good for Justin Herbert. I really do.
0: Oh, and, and I'm in agreement. What I'm just telling you, he's got to mature the kid. Look, this is my issue with people who throw numbers. You got to put it in context. What was their record that rookie year? What was you know? It's all in context. My point is, he has that talent. He's got to grow that talent from the cerebral. All right, guys. Uh, John, any final comments before I Greg? Final comments, and then we'll move on.
2: Nope.
1: I, uh, that's, it, I don't have much else to say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think we'd beat this horse.
0: That's true. Now they're hoping to beat the championship horse one year. Let us move on. And congrats to Jim Harbaugh, a winner wherever he's gone. I expect the same from him with the Chargers. whether they make the super bowl or not, they will be contenders now. You're now let's move he on.
2: Lost two in the super bowl before
0: his brother. Did his That's brother. Right John, you know. And who was the the, the 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 Super Bowl MVP there who came out of nowhere this year to have a spectacular second half?
2: I have no idea.
0: Flacco. Joe Flacco was his oh, was his okay. Super Bowl. It was his quarterback. Yeah. Comeback uh, player uh, of the year. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He wasn't comeback player of the year. Uh, he should have uh, been. Uh,
2: yeah. Hamlin you're right. Was he should have been. Hammond. Hammond. It should have been. Hammond only played like 17 snaps.
0: Exactly. The only reason Hammond's on the roster still is they don't want to cut him and get the pushback. Exactly. That's only. So I thought it was a joke. All that did was validate Hub Arco. So I'm not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers, not because of football, but because I don't agree with his COVID stance. You know? All it does is hurt the the prestige. All right, guys. The Super Bowl. Uh, First of all, we got your one-word thoughts on it. Greg, what entry in this game, what did you think was going to be the key? And did you see that fulfilled or not?
2: I did not. I thought Pacheco was going to run wild running between the guards. Outside shoulder to the left guard, outside shoulder to the right guard. That's where Detroit owned San Francisco. And if you go back and look at the replay, when they ran straight ahead, Pacheco had 10-yard runs. Pacheco did very well between the guards but they kept running counters and outside they were i just it was like Andy Reid didn't watch any tape on the prior two San Francisco games now he has how do i say this i think the best player on the field was Christian McCaffrey but i think the most impactful player on the field was Reid's quarterback i think Pat Mahomes he impacts games. He he may not be the most athletic guy, but he he does what it takes to win.
0: John, uh, what was your thought going into the game that would happen to be uh, a key factor? And did you see it happen or not?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, I think we when we talked about it last week, uh, you know, wh- which team has the best quarterback? The Chiefs. Which team has the better defense? The Chiefs. Who has the better coach? The Chiefs. Those are the three things I needed to know. That's, you know, and I put my money where my mouth was uh, on the game because that's exactly the way it happened. Now, I am a little bit surprised that what what I thought would be the key to keeping the game close and giving San Francisco a shot. And let's, I, I, let's preface this. I don't view the game as harshly as you guys did. I thought it was an entertaining game. I don't think there were major screw-ups on either side of the ball. by either coach i i think there were things that could have been done better but hindsight is 2020 but the one thing that i think that was glaring was the lack of commitment to the running game by the 49ers i think they they had the chiefs tired especially i mean the chiefs defense i don't know the exact time of possession numbers it seemed to me like the chiefs defense was on the field a lot more than the niners defense was on the field
2: they right, were gassed.
1: Right. They were gassed. I I don't think they sacked Purdy. Did they? They didn't get to Purdy the whole game, which is rare. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I just don't remember any sacks.
2: I remember one. I think Chris Jones got one. To be honest,
0: no, because I I had, I he had did. played. A, Chris Jones got no, no. He didn't get one. He he had pressure in the overtime, right? Yeah, he right. had a pressure.
1: Yeah, because I had. Uh, I the reason they know this, I had a prop bet on Chris Jones to get one sack and that did not pay off for me. So uh, that's how I know for sure. But here's the thing. The defense of the chiefs did a great job, but I think had they stuck with McCaffrey and even Mitchell, even mix in Depot, Samuel on the ground, patience, 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 they would have won that game because the poor chiefs defense, especially in the first half would have been run ragged. I think the lack of commitment to that was key. The second thing which you know i had some friends over for the super bowl were watching the game and in the second half you could immediately see what the niners were doing defensively they were not they were not going to let travis travis kelsey beat them and in doing so you know they were playing very tight up against the line so pacheco even though he had some success he really couldn't get going and i turned to my friends and i said you know how you break this type of defense mahomes has to start scrambling do a couple of RPOs because now, if you, you know, the way you react is either going to be you put a spy on him, which means you free up Kelsey to work the middle of the field, or B, you're going to let Mahomes run for 10, 12, 15 yards every time he takes off. And we saw that in the fourth quarter, and we especially saw that in the overtime, where it was Mahomes with his legs that was the difference, in my opinion. That fourth and one play, hats off. You got to have steel cojones to run. Uh, a quarterback, uh, a quarterback sweep <laughs> uh, against that defense on fourth and one with the, with the Super Bowl on the line in overtime. So gutsy call, but it worked. So yeah, it pretty much played out the way I thought it would. Except I was disappointed that we didn't see more of Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel out of the backfield, just just putting it down the Chiefs' throat like that.
0: John, real quick, I apologize. You need to shut uh, your other tabs that have Riverside open, please.
2: it's okay. Oh, you while can... He's doing that. I, I want to say Christian McCaffrey had 160 yards, didn't he? It seems like at one point he had 80 yards rushing and 84 receiving. So, yeah, but I think it was more only... the
1: idea that if you're running, you're running, you're running between, like you said, you're, you're running the ball. It's a lot more physically taxing on the defense. It is that than those wheel routes or those little screen passes or something. And it's also demoralizing, Greg. You know that as well as I do. There's there's nothing more demoralizing than an offensive line pushing those big again. defensive brutes out of the way, right?
0: So,
2: yep. again, state, this is when I we talk straight runs. Yeah,
0: this is what I talk about when I talk about you got to look at it in context. And John's absolutely correct on that sense. I, I don't want to forget because I didn't put it in my notes. But the one play that truly irritated me was the second down play in overtime when they're on the five yard line, the Niners. And it was obvious. McCaffrey was gas. They were using them every play. And, and he got he he got sacked for a loss. And to me, that's like, Aren't you coaches thinking out there? You, I mean, and I've heard an analysts in the past and players talk about this. that Sometimes the coaches forget, man, we're, we're gas, and they caught just me for another play. So what do you do? It was Ricky Waters. So they said, "Well, Rick, what do you do? Give me the damn ball. I don't care if I'm gas." You know. So McCarry probably wanted the ball, but that showed me that the coaches weren't in sync with what needed to be done. And then. The, the sit there, Steve Spagnola really destroyed him on the following play with uh, Chris Jones coming up and not even being touched, you know, and that rush Purdy because Ayuk uh, was open and there was somebody else open as well or was getting open. And that to me was one of the plays of the game. But my question going in is, was Shannon, with the coaching staff? I said Shanahan, but when I say Shanahan I'm talking about that coaching staff because I remember the Buffalo games and, and their defensive coordinator with that 13 second debacle. Steve Wilkes has struggled all game I've been covering every all thirty two teams i've I've watched at least seventy percent of the games not you know commercials all that the rewind and the one thing and Eddie and I would talk about it was the Niners defense you know how it was hit and miss how it was sporadic how it wasn't playing well and they did a pretty good job in the the the, the first uh uh three quarters but you saw the, the 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 Chiefs starting to make their own adjustments were coming through in that second half, and I saw no adjustments from uh, 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 Shanahan and, and especially Steve Wilkes. Uh, and as I've told you guys uh, off camera, you gotta have a spy on a mobile quarterback in the biggest game of everybody's career. And the Ravens in the championship failed to do that, and the Niners failed to do that with Mahomes. Again, Mahomes is like John Elway; he will stand out. Pocket, he'll scramble sporadically. But when it's a fourth quarter and that game is on the line, he says bleep, y'all. And that's when you see him scrambling and running for his life, believing every yard is that important. And that's that's what makes Mahomes great. That's what's transcending him from being great to greatness. He's doing it at the clutch moment. And at the end of the day, Spagnola put a spy on Purdy and shut him down on a couple of potential runs there. And that, that, that brilliant play in overtime to force him to kick the extra point. But the reason it played out as I thought it would, which I was hoping it would, not came in a way I never thought possible. My concern was with the play calling on the field, which I thought Steve Wilks should never be considered for a head coaching job unless he gets over this hump eventually. And here's a kicker that you guys may not realize. Kyle Shanahan had had issues with Wilks. Earlier in the season, and earlier in that game, it had overridden one of his calls. It was a bad call, you know, that, that he had made. He said, "No, no, no, you're not. We're not doing that." He called a timeout in the Super Bowl. They go, "We're not running that play." <laughs> and on the flip side, Steve Spagnuolo knew what to do. But what hit me from out of nowhere was his lack of understanding what the what the uh, 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 overtime rules. Now guys, and Greg knows this, I was in the military. My life was in danger a couple of times. You either know it or die, or you make sure there's somebody on your staff that does know it, period, end of story. There is no middle ground. And I try to tell John, that's the difference between civilians and the military. We bleep up, we die. In the civilian world, you don't. So the consequences are completely different. Your mindset is completely different how you look at it. To me as an owner, I'm not going to be stupid. To say, you fired this guy, or that guy? But I'm like, what the hell with the overtime and choosing to receive the ball in overtime, knowing you would get it regardless, because when you get it after that, that opening drive, you know what you have to stand up against: a touchdown, a three-point, a field goal, or whatnot, and that affects how you strategically call your game. And so, for the 49ers to take the ball in overtime uh, was inexcusable uh, uh, because they didn't know the rules, and that's I, kind of I, what they've admitted.
2: I. I... Take a bit of exception with a couple things.
0: Take it all you want, brother. <laughs> okay.
2: So first of all, I don't think you spy a quarterback like Purdy. You because he doesn't run every game. I think but he it, did. It, it, he 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 had three carries in this game. Three. One was for nine yards. One was for four yards. And one was a kneel down at the end of the game. At the end of regulation. right. But they also stopped so him on a couple you, of plays you take rushing. A spy, William, you take a spy, you're taking a guy off Kittle. Now, where I thought the mistake was, they didn't go to Kittle. If they're spying him, you go to Kittle. He's one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. And they just didn't use him at all. Now, also, not knowing, I agree with you entirely. The 49ers players came out after the game and said they didn't know the new rules. That's inexcusable. Okay, first of all, the referees always go over the rule changes every preseason with every team. They have, they have clinics they put on to explain the new rules. And I'm quite certain that if the players didn't know, it's because the coaches didn't emphasize it. So that's a Correct. coaching problem in my mind. Um, and as to taking the ball first, I don't think that's a bad necessarily a bad strategy. Because if they go down and they score a touchdown on that drive, then yes, they got to go. Even a field goal, they knew they had to go for it on fourth down. Fourth and one, you know, if if there's no score in the overtime and you know you can punt it and get the ball back, you probably punt it. But since you know you got to score at least a field goal, you go for it on fourth and one. So, yes, you do get a slight advantage going second, but – that can be turned around at the offense if you think your offense is primed to go down and score then i can understand taking the ball first that said it didn't work out because you know mahomes is mahomes he converted a fourth and one yeah
1: i look i i've i've heard a lot of this oh man you know no i don't think it that cost them the game at all i, I you know uh
0: Oh, yes, it did. That was a critical run on fourth and one. What are you talking about? No, no. That I play mean, where he scrambled on fourth
2: and one? Come on. No, that was the what, game right that's there. That's not what he's saying. That's not what I
1: said, William. What I said was taking the ball initially, receiving the overtime kickoff, did not cost them the game. Like, I oh, oh, I thought you were talking about no, starting no, no, no. Gotcha. That did Gotcha. That did not cost them the game. What cost them the game was two things. One, they didn't score a touchdown when they were in like first and goal in overtime. They didn't score a touchdown. That was the biggest mistake they had, right? Uh, because they score a touchdown. That means the only option right. left to, for the Chiefs is to score a touchdown, which they did anyway, but it's under a different circumstance now, right? The pressure's a little bit off. You know, you only need a field goal. So, it, you know, strategically and pressure wise, right? The second thing is after kicking the field goal which all right you went up so now you still put some pressure on the Chiefs after kicking the field goal they just didn't hold up and to the point of that's when Mahomes decided to to say oh or whether it was Reed Mahomes or a combination of both oh now's the time when i get to use my legs now when they haven't seen it all game is when i break out the the quarterback uh, sweep or the quarterback off tackle uh this is when uh i take off on 19 yard scramble to get me down to the what was it 20 15 yard line those see and that's listen i don't blame wilkes necessarily you're going up against the best quarterback in the nfl in my opinion you're going up against patrick mahomes who in the season if there was a season when you could say this is the season mahomes we stop him this would have been it right he doesn't have the talent around him for the most part that he's had in previous seasons. He lost his offensive coordinator that he had since he was a rookie. Uh, so this would have been the season, but he persevered. He carried that team for the most part. Yes. The defense gets a lot of credit for that Super Bowl win, but I I'm, I'm less harsh on Shanahan it, for, for that, for the, for the overtime decisions. I'm less harsh on that. I'm also less harsh on Wilkes Wilkes defense. A tremendous job on the Chiefs that whole game. I mean, the first half is holding them to three points, amazing job. And the fact that those three points came in what with 20 seconds left in the first half I mean, that is an amazing defensive job by the Niners in the first half. And uh, it's just that my rule of thumb if Patrick Mahomes Mahomes is within one score in the fourth quarter, he's winning the game because that's his character. So uh, I don't necessarily, I think it was a well-coached game. Uh, I know you tend to be a lot uh, more critical than I am in these situations. Uh, Yes, yes, yes.
2: But but I don't think
1: it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad a a game called by Wilkes. I don't think it was that bad a game called by Shanahan. I do agree with Greg. And again, I kind of said this last week. The key to victory was the running game and Kittle. The fact that they didn't go to Kittle... It kind of surprised me. Now, I understand they, they, they've been keeping them in all season
2: to Good support lock. a
1: shaky offensive line, yeah. right? So so I get that piece of it. But if you're not running the ball anyway as much as you should have, then Kittle should have been
0: working the middle well, they of the couldn't. field. But that's just it, John. They couldn't because they, they needed Kittle to give him the time to throw. So I, I don't understand I, what, I, what you mean by I, that. I, I don't Dude, know. Even Kittle half, has said that. Kittle has said – They're going to use me to block because they need me to block. I'm there for that. He's an awesome guy.
2: Well, he's a team guy, William. Right. He's not going to complain about how the coach.
0: Well, that's what I just said. He's a team guy, but you can look between the lines. Hold on. I've seen him interviewed. He talks. He speaks his mind. He's never been afraid of that. He does, but he, he
2: doesn't throw his coaches under the bus. I've never seen him do that. Any of his I gotta coaching.
0: be honest. I haven't seen many Forty Nine er players throw any of the coaching right, staff on the bus. You, you, you talk know, so. about
2: Wilkes calling a good game. I gotta tell you, on that fourth and one, that was the time to blitz. That mm-hmm. was the time to do an all out fire blitz. blitz. You you do pressure, man on man pressure, and you send everybody. The difference in my mind was on on third and goal when the when the Forty uh, Nine ers were on what the five yard line or yep. something. Spags sent the house he yep. sent everybody and purdy had no time to find a receiver i think he had somebody open he just jennings get the he
1: ball had jennings him. he had jennings in the front corner of the end zone right and he, yeah that's when jones put like was literally in his face
2: because they sent everybody and then on fourth and one and when they got down close to the goal line wilkes did not blitz yeah but he situationally great. greg you're right but, well, but hold on hold on i
0: have an answer for that uh, well, okay, uh, uh Shanahan had countered him on a blitz. He said it was the worst. Not Shanahan didn't say it, but the analyst was like, yeah, it's a good thing Shanahan called the timeout because that was a terrible blitz call that he had set up to go there. He may have been different a little, uh,
2: William. it doesn't
0: matter. Uh, You're, missing You're missing my point. You're missing my point. My point is yeah. simple. He may have been shaken by that and may have been yeah. a little leery at his play calling after that. See, that's what I, when I say talk, look at things in context, look at him in context. I'm not yelling at you guys. It's my emotion. Uh, look at it in context. <laughs> it's like, John, you're right. You're right. Uh, 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 prior to the fork. Oh, damn it. I had it here. Uh, 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 the 49ers have Kansas city to 222 yards on 47 plays, forced five punts, a fumble and interception, allowing one touchdown and two field goals. That was first three quarters. But all that shit doesn't matter. What matters is at the end of the game, the scoreboard and the chess match that was happening, which means every play is unto itself. And in the play, account kind of, just like just like Greg said, brilliant. He should have blitz or had a, a guy covering him on that fourth one. It comes down to a chess match, and that's how you judge these people. I'm not being harsh. I'm just looking at it and analyzing it. I may sound harsh, but you're right. First three quarters, brilliant. Maybe he was shaken up after Shanahan called the timeout, and said, you're not running that play. That's a bad play, and maybe that shook Wilkes up. But in the fourth quarter and overtime, uh, the Chiefs total 208 yards, 36 plays, 5.7 yards per play, scored a touchdown and two field goals on the drives, yeah, and those are 11 that, play-
2: William, if that shook him up, he shouldn't be the DC.
0: Well, not. I'm I mean, not saying it did. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Maybe well, that happened. But the point is, he didn't call the blitz or have somebody uh, oh, uh, uh, spying Mahomes there.
1: Hold on. It's it's not as
0: easy as you guys think. As you guys are making. it Oh, it, it never out is, John. I'm mean, so, John. So, we know so, that. So, we know that. So here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. Greg, I disagree with you. They should have blitzed on fourth and one because at that point, don't forget, if you're the Niners at that point, you hold the Chiefs to a field goal. Now your offense has the ball back and a field goal wins the game, right? Right. Fourth and one, you send the house and you don't get there. And with Mahomes, you know, he could get rid of that ball. It's going to the house, right? You do, you do, (laughs) you do, you do do, like, you know, you do. That's
2: why you
0: blitz. You're going for it all.
2: But no, I mean, you're right. It's a chess match. Well, hold on, hold on. First of all, John, that's a what-if scenario. That's a what-if scenario. Wait a
1: second. Wait a second. Wait a second, William. This whole conversation's what if you can't just call Mike?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. well, right? no, no. But you're saying you're you're saying they shouldn't have blitz because of that. You can't call the play on a potential what if like that because Mahomes no, no. can beat you with both the legs no, and no. and and the pass, no, hold, and a hold, blitz would nullify hold, that. Hold, 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 hold on, I'm saying it's different situations,
1: right? Spagnuolo could blitz at, at when they brought the pressure and it caused the miss to Jennings. Spaniolo can blitz in that situation because whether he gives up a field goal or whether North he touchdown. gives up a touchdown, you still so got Mahomes who get, who get, right who's getting the ball back. In the in the in the Niner situation, you give up the touchdown on a cover zero, the game is over. Whereas if you give right. up a first down, the game continues, which I is didn't what say happened. Cover and zero,
2: though. No,
0: I, I understand. I said, uh, but, I, but, 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 but that, that was what the blitz he was calling.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, but that's the blitz he was calling.
2: But I go after him. I go after him hard. No, oh, and, and listen, I'm
1: not saying that wouldn't have worked. I'm just saying the context was different, right? Yeah,
2: it is. And, right. and,
1: and then the the other Actually. thing is, wait a second, one more thing that you that I haven't heard, but I think is critical. We mentioned Dre Greenlaw earlier getting hurt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Running yeah, yeah. onto the field. Now, do you know who his re- replacement was? I Greenlaw's don't. replacement? Exactly. Nobody knows the kid's name. I know his number, 48. Do you know why? I saw it chasing a lot of Travis Kelsey and Rasheen Rice across right. the middle. The Chiefs weren't stupid. They knew Greenlaw was out. Greenlaw is their best cover linebacker as well as right. being a hard hitter. Right? right. So now the whole spy game is out the window because Greenlaw yeah. would have been the spy. Right. And, and he brought that up. Right. Greenlaw? Oh, did he? I didn't know that. But no, no, he, he
0: brought he brought up that they started going after. Uh, yes,
1: yeah, forty-eight. Of the whoever Greenlaw forty-eight, was yeah, yeah. I don't know who the kid's name, but whoever forty-eight was, I saw a lot of the back of his jersey chasing guys, and with Greenlaw, Greenlaw was smacking guys coming across the middle. Like I'm sure
0: Travis Kelsey it, it,
1: didn't it, like doing that, right?
0: You're right, John. He, and, and to top it off, they you, were they were John. starting the fall. The Niners were getting injured out throughout the game, and when Greenlaw went down, that was massive. I, I used to chastise Eddie because Eddie's a big Niners fan. I said, "Look, Eddie, my problem with the Niners is when they lose key, key players, they don't have the depth to sit there and make up for it." And that's what John is saying here, and I agree with it. You're stuck, though. We can look at it in t- context, and you're right. What about is them, or or, or they should have or could have done this? But most analysts, and I, and I hate saying this, but Agree with Greg, and as I was watching the game, my take was to have a spy on him, you know, or blitz. Uh, I didn't think blitz right away, but John, you brought up a great point. The play that that Shanahan said, "Time out, you're not running that dumb mother bleeping play," was a cover zero blitz, you know. So, but but so Greg is right in the sense, well, you don't call a cover zero blitz error, but but I'm not into football that. In depth, that uh, I don't know if every blitzy cog was a cover zero blitz. Uh, My assumption is they would have been different based on what the context of the playing situation they were in. Because Greg is right, you don't call it cover zero blitz.
2: It depends on who they send and how many people they send. Okay, a cover zero blitz means you're man to man across the board. That's all it means. There's no safety help, which means you're sending the safeties because you're man to man across the board. But you what, well, send, what does Steve call? You can call? send a fifth or a sixth guy, and that's still a blitz. Well, yeah. or,
1: or
0: a run blitz. Or a run blitz. That's you
2: right. just, you yeah, just but, shoot, And that's my point.
0: My point is, you, exactly, you rush him. You get him off out. You do whatever you do. But you don't let him freaking run. Because as John says, the fourth quarter, one touchdown, it's Mahomes' game. And that's because Mahomes and Elway have that same mentality. Give me the damn ball. Because Elway... He said this publicly about Dan Reeves. He loathed Dan Reeves. Uh, uh, and part of the reason was Dan Reeves plays this conservative game and in the fourth quarter, he asked me to win it and he doesn't care what my body has to go through. That was one of Elway's Biggest knocks, and that's what Andy Reid has done more than once this year to Patrick Mahomes. But in this case, Patrick Mahomes. And not in this case. In every case, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, my knowledge is not that in depth, so when I sit there and say a spy, what I'm really referring to is you got to have somebody in that play on Mahomes, or the play is Greg style to be a blitz, and that's Wilkes got completely out coach in the fourth quarter. you see the stats? I mean, that's. That's not. Those stats look are night Travis, and day.
2: William, look at Travis Kelsey first half versus second half. Yeah, yeah, and but I, see the thing with Travis Kelsey, he made those clutch in plays. The second half. Yeah. When was Greenlaw out? No, yeah, okay. that's oh, no Greenlaw I, went out in the uh, first you, quarter or second quarter. You can't. You second can't quarter. Spy, if they're using Kelsey, John's right. They got to keep a second guy on Kelsey because even with the second guy on Kelsey. Because Greenlaw wasn't one of those guys. Kelsey, what did he catch? Eight passes for like eighty you, yards, ninety yards? Yeah, but well, you're that, missing the point. Yeah. You're missing
0: the point. Spagnola knew when 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 the blitz and caught the right play. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Steve did. Wilkes, did. Did. Steve Wilkes did it. Steve Wilkes did it. And he failed. Him. You're right. You're right. Outside of the bounty gate, I think he is he the one with the bounty gate? Was he the one with the bounty gate issue? I don't
2: with know.
1: With the
0: Saints? That's yeah, no, I no, to say no, it was no. Him. that was
1: that was that was that was uh um no it wasn't him. That was Williams.
0: That was Greg Williams. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But the point is, he knew when the blitz. That's, that's what I mean by it's a chess game. People say you're too harsh. No. There's a loser and there's a winner. And there's a winner. And they both make good and bad plays. But when it counted, the winner made the most important play. And that's what I'm referring to. People just like to generalize too many times. Well, that's this was the biggest John's game. Right, mentally, mentally, right. it's a different game.
2: That's yeah, where it's right.
0: Not it at it all. Counted, Not, that, that it game? made
2: the plays? Who made the oh, plays? Oh, yes, yes. I'm Mahomes. Yes.
0: You're <laughs> absolutely right. Yes. No, no. John, you are absolutely correct. But I mean, in general, the defense of Steve Wilkes, there is no defense. He was out-coached, out outclassed when it counted. It's kind of like the Buffalo 13 second. 13 seconds, man. And you're playing way off, you know. So, uh, and there's no underestimating Patrick Mahomes. He's been around the league too long. I think this boy, I, you don't fire Mike Shanahan. I'm sorry, um, Kyle Shanahan. Uh uh, but maybe daddy has to have a talk with him, but you don't fire him, but you have to ask the question this year. Why can he get us to win the Super, Bowl?
2: Took their team to the Super
0: Bowl? You don't. Uh, you don't. Right. But there comes a point, there comes a point where you have a window and you wonder these questions. You know, so for example, maybe Kyle Shanahan needs to give up the play calling. You know, you what I'm saying is you have to look at the coaching staff. What can we do to fix this? We've been in too many big games and not won them. Where we'll get him next time because we're running out of next times. We have salary cap issues. We have team issues.
2: Was the offense the problem?
0: Uh, I, the play calling was, but the defense it w- was beat up throughout the year, and the defense is what collapsed there in the fourth. And that's what I'm i say. saying. I tweeted out multiple times. This isn't as much on Kyle Shanahan as I think it's on Steve Wilkes, but again, you guys uh, 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 brought this to my mind because it happens in real life. It doesn't matter what situation you're in, especially in the military, Greg, as I'm sure you see. It's easy to rattle a kid into not making the right decision because they're thinking of the bad decision they made, and I wonder if that was in Steve Wilkes' mind. Mind when he chose not to blitz on that fourth and one, because Shanahan had called a timeout earlier in the game. I mean, even we'll never know. Was,
2: even if it was, they'll never admit it.
0: Oh, of course not. But in analyzing the game, I don't look about absolutes. I'm. I, I believe I'm pretty much right. But. I'm not saying I am right because John brought up great points. You brought up great points. So it, 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 and, and the analyzation game, again, I look at it from the military. You got to analyze every piece so you can live next time and not die this time. In this case, it's winning and losing. And you're right. Shanahan, you don't. And that's why I said you don't fire Shanahan because he's a winning coach. But you've got to start looking at it from the perspective of what can we do to get Shanahan over that hump? Because that's what it boils down to now. Uh, 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 And and I don't know. Do you guys think Steve Steve Wilkes, when I read that about Shanahan, and this wasn't the first time this season he's done this, it makes me wonder if Steve Wilkes will be around next year as a defensive coordinator. They don't need a scapegoat. This was a game the players laid it on the field. But they knew that they do need to tweak that team. Again, I was shocked at how inconsistent the Niners could be from week to week on defense. And a lot of that had – some of it had to do with injuries. uh, uh, But they also caught a team-only meeting with – I'm sorry, players-only meeting with Wilkes to hammer out that offense when they were struggling. So it makes me wonder the hiring process because I don't know if Steve Wilkes was similar to uh, D'Amico. Man, the one thing I did think about uh, before we had this conversation was – I don't know, but it's easy to say because the grass is always green on the other side. If D'Amico Ryans had been the defensive coordinator in that game, do you think he would have been a difference maker? Or do you think it's, uh, they, they're both interchangeable, those two uh, uh, defensive coordinators? Uh, Greg? Uh, I, Tough I question, it's I have.
2: It's hard to say. I'm not, I'm not going to guess. D'Amico Ryans was a great defender, but I don't know how good of a defensive coach he is. I really don't. John- I haven't studied him.
0: No, I understand,
1: John. I I think the Niners have been spoiled. I think you've been spoiled. I think um, when you're coming off Robert Sala as your defensive coordinator and then you're coming off D'Amico Ryans as the next defensive coordinator, you've had a streak of two really good defensive coordinators, obviously, since they both went on to become head coaches, off the strength of that. I think Wilkes did just fine. I think, you know, was he the best defensive coordinator on the field? No, Spagnolo was. But Spaggs has had that reputation now for a decade, like going back to the Giants, going back to the Eagles. So it's not like you're know, you dealing with a seasoned defensive coordinator who apparently has given up on his head coaching dreams. I think he's just happy being the DC for the Chiefs right now. And he has been for at least the last five, six years. I haven't heard his name being circulated for too many coaching uh, openings, which you figured he might have been, especially after this season. Like, I mean – He had a fan the Chiefs defense was like number three overall, I think. And and playing a lot of rookies and you know a lot of first and second year players, he did an amazing job this year with that team. So I think it was a game where you had two good defensive, two good defensive coordinators. I think the injury to Greenlaw was huge in a lot of different ways. Now it didn't cripple them exactly. Don't get me wrong. It didn't cripple them when he was out in the second half. But it did cause them to change their defense. They had to be a little more conservative, more zone, less man. The, the few times they went man, you saw what happened with Kelsey. You saw what happened right. with Rice. Right. Don't forget, Rice had two big catches in the
0: fourth quarter. Overtime. Rice had the fourth, yeah, yeah, the, the fourth and right. 13, uh, the third and 13, yeah.
1: Both on slants running from, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's see, it would have been right to left, left to I right. think. Left to right. Yeah. So. And who did he pick? Who was supposed to pick him up both times? Number
0: forty-eight. Whoever 48,
1: that is, yeah. the guy who replaced him Oh
0: no, no, no! Greenlaw. When, when Green—see, I looked at it from that perspective. But honestly, in those games, the talent is already there on the field. So I looked at it. Oh God, they're losing one of their biggest in crunch times. The guy who's going to get in, the guy who's going to rally the team. Green Greenlaw is one of a couple of players like that. And Very I also saw yeah. that loss. Uh, you Very know, in a sense, yeah. when they're down, you know, see. So I. Again, when I analyze the game, I look at it from various perspectives, not just on the field. I look at it from the play calling, the players. We've all been in that situation, never at this level. Uh, but it's, it's always the same. It's just at a different level. And uh, losing Greenlaw, I thought, hurt just as much off the field and being that team leader as it did, or I think, more on the field. But it, it was a big dynamic too sometimes you need that guy to just lean on to, to sit there and uh, uh, uh tell you hey we, we can do this real quick uh, Greg you want to say something here before yeah, I go to it, my next question it
2: breaks my heart to say this because I'm a Michigan man we wouldn't even be having this discussion if Moody had kicked that extra point a foot higher
0: Oh, what a change. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And then they blamed him and uh, uh, I'm not a big kicker of yeah, that. So I accepted. I
2: didn't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, I don't, I don't know the intricacies of kicking. I know I tried to kick and it barely went 10 yards up high, which made me give respect to the worst kickers in the league and defend them. Yeah. Y'all always rag on kick. It's the combine. I got, got uh, two fifty uh, we-
2: yarders. Moody got too. But that's my point. How do you miss your a point? Uh, 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 well, uh, hold up <laughs> how? 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 it blocked. It was blocked. He didn't get it was it blocked. high enough. It was no, blocked. No, no, I know that. But
0: what I'm trying to say is, uh, uh, uh in my terrible way, is that's another point of the chess match, you know. Those the 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 the, the Chiefs I don't want to say they wanted it more, but Every play is 150% in that game. And that's what I saw from the Chiefs, 150%. And you're right, John Spagnola. Uh, uh, we have not heard of him at all over the last five, 10 years in the ca- coaching candidate. Do you think because it's too late now, but do you think because of this game, if he has another solid year, we finally hear... Did it, He was a failure as a head coach, if I remember correctly. Terrible record with the Giants, he, he, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the Giants.
1: It was the Eagles, I think, that he went to. Eagles, um, yeah.
0: He was the DC for the Giants when they won the
1: Super Bowls, but... Uh listen he may, look he may ch- he may be like Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale was always happy just being a defensive coordinator for the most part. Uh some people just don't want to be head coaches. You know it 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 dominates your life, it destroys your family for the most part and so for, so maybe he just doesn't want to be a head coach anymore because I think he would have gotten some opportunities if he just made it known like his agent made it known he's available um i just think he doesn't like it and the other thing i want to say is before i get off it is the kickers i don't know if you guys realize but we had i think it's the first time where consecutive super bowl records for the longest field goal made were done in the same yes game. that's right that's right when moody moody hit 55 Five. i think 55. and then uh and then uh buckter hit 57 right so yeah when you think about it the kickers also played a huge part in this game and for the most part came through uh you know the the mix the missed extra point is sort of uh regrettable i think for moody because i think he's too good of a kicker to have that on his have that stain on his career right now but i i for some weird reason i don't think too many people view that as costing them the game you know because it it, the game was still tough it did change the dynamic 100%. 100%. But oh,
2: time. yeah, completely but to changed Score it. a touchdown instead. Yeah, exactly.
0: Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The take it to overtime, yeah. So that was critical in that sense. I mean, it doesn't matter. We know Patrick Mahomes.
2: What's that? Special teams yeah. did matter.
0: no 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 no. i'm not not disagreeing i'm I'm agreeing i'm saying uh 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 uh, it forced them to uh uh going an extra 20 yards for that td uh is much different no matter what because nothing's ever given you know and i think spagnola it was the st louis rams oh it was the rams okay yeah i knew yeah yeah, he
1: was still the defensive coordinator when he was in philly but uh yeah you're right it was the rams i got that wrong but you know that special yeah. Oh oh, play, oh oh and Jimmy Johnson even... left
0: his wife <laughs> because he was a head coach and wanted to vote full time to the Cowboys.
2: Right.
1: Um I was gonna say um that wasn't really a muffed <laughs> punt because it hit the leg of one the of the blockers.
2: First. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it hit the oh. leg of the blocker.
2: Oh, it did. Okay.
1: That's why he started okay. freaking out. That's it actually hit one of his
0: own teammates uh, on the so back that's of the why leg he on
2: went after it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. He had after. to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have one more question, but before I get to that final question, Greg, your final thoughts on this Super Bowl.
2: Well, I said it was boring. That's the first Mm -hmm. three quarters. I thought the first three quarters really didn't show the capabilities of either team. The 49ers looked much better than the Chiefs did, but they couldn't put it away. And I agree with John. They should have kept running the ball. I mean, Mm because the Chiefs were not stopping the run oh ex-
0: i agree i agree with that again but, that's where i come in and question is it true i did not go back and look at the stats but did they run in the third quarter i thought i read an article saw a headline that mccaffrey didn't touch the ball in the third quarter
2: oh he touched the ball he had to because he had so many no i'm talking
0: about from from a rushing aspect from a running aspect, rushing not have, aspect. I don't know. yeah yeah john your final uh, uh thoughts on the game before i ask my final question
1: yeah i mean i i thought it was an entertaining game uh like i said uh I think last week someone can go watch the previous episode. I said I thought it would be twenty four, twenty one Chiefs. So I'm kind of kind of happy at my prediction because I was only off right, by you a did point on both yeah, yeah. Uh I had the Chiefs uh, on the money line, so I'm glad, because I knew they were going to win, so made some money on that. And I had the under because I I think we all agreed it was going to be a low scoring game. The under was under forty seven and a half, and they came up at forty seven. So I said big John one
2: twenty. You said 31-20,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, had I think I said under. like
0: thirty five, thirty eight, or something yeah, like that.
1: Eddie and I, then it was me and Eddie, but, uh, yeah, but I yeah. had the under on that game too. So like I said, it was pretty profitable. I had two player props, and both of them uh, busted on me. One was that Chris Jones would get a sack, one sack. And of course, uh, that last play, I thought, I, yeah, it's coming through. But then he, Purdy managed to get rid of it at the last moment. And I had Kelsey for a touchdown, and uh, I'm surprised he didn't get into the end zone. Uh, but, uh, but overall it was a good game and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it goes into overtime. Uh, you gotta love it. Like, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give some credence to those QAnon nuts that said the whole NFL season is scripted from the beginning, right? Yeah, but,
0: I said, yeah, I said, I, I didn't know, even bother to look at that uh, <laughs> real quick, John though. Who, who, who were the happiest people that it went into overtime for Greg or John, either one, who were the happiest people in the world that the game went into overtime? The network. Yeah, that's I right agree. the network the network advertisers exactly
2: i don't
0: exactly. even know what well, the network's of the now. advertisers they're the ones getting the money so yeah. real quick my final question to both of you is uh, uh oh i'm sorry one more question i lied what did you think of travis kelsey on the sideline with andy Reid that blow up i thought he was just doing it for show i am i am taylor swift's girlfriend i am the man of the season right now and i'm gonna do i've never seen him do that before does so do it out of the blue what are your thoughts
2: I thought he wanted the ball to be thrown to him, and it wasn't yeah. being thrown to him. He, all right. The first, the first five red zone plays: three runs, a field goal, and a pass to somebody not named Cal, Kelsey. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't
1: think it was fake at all. I don't think it was fake at all. I think. <laughs> I think it's very. I think rare. he. I think. I think. I,
0: that, I think it wasn't fake. <laughs> no, because um, I'm know, not saying I'm right. I'm just. I know. It I know. I know. There, I
1: know you're tossing it out there. You're trying to be a little uh, controversial. I think he was – I I think he really got pissed because the first half, he he was a ghost. Like, you didn't hear his name called. Uh, you didn't one see – any
2: catch, one yard. Yeah, it, it you, was – And
0: you know what, though? You know, gentlemen, this is what I talk about. Every play is critical. Every adjustment is critical. This happened against the Ravens, too, and the Chiefs suggested – look, Andy Reid was Marty Schottenheimer 2.0 – I always knew until he could get a quarterback. I never thought Don. I, I know it's terrible. I know people argue hindsight's 20-20, but I always thought Donovan McNabb was a little soft and wouldn't be able to get the eagles over the hump. But once he got Mahomes, we are truly seeing uh, 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 Andy Reid showcasing he's one of the greatest play callers. He may not have had the best game here, but he made enough adjustments and defensively because he's got to trust his coordinator. You know, he wasn't, calling timeout to go that's a bad play you know so i think we're seeing the the eminence grow of andy reed and honestly i never thought about it until we just had this discussion bill belichick bill belichick you know the the most wins the most wins i think andy reed has a shot at that i don't know if he'll play that long i don't know if it's hard to last that long he's a big man but i think with this team and his coaching ability, he could very well uh, 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 break break that. Is it Don Shula who still has the record? Yeah, it's still Don Shula, right? The most wins. In NFL. I don't
2: remember, but yeah. it's Belichick close. lucked into Tom Brady. I, mean, I Tom agree Brady with you, Greg. Six round pick. I agree, I agree. Belichick was an average coach.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and and, and Greg, uh, uh, I've been calling him loser Belichick, not out of spite, but out of fact. Without Tom Brady, before and after, he's got a loser's record. And And that's what I mean by, I think Andy Reid is heads and tails above him. So my final question to you guys is, we've talked about the Niners a lot. John says we've got it spoiled, and to a degree you're right. I don't look at it he's got it spoiled, but it's easy to uh, to fall into that trap because I didn't realize it until you said it I have fallen into that trap. they're just so good. However, going into the off season, you're the owner or the team president, and you're looking at the coaching staff and the management staff, general manager what would you what's going through your mind in the sense of what has to change what has what needs to happen for them to get over to the hump for the Super Bowl? We'll start with John. You mean the 49ers specifically? Yes, sir.
1: Um, I think they don't change a thing. I think uh, they work on that offensive line Uh, if they can. I mean, uh, look, John Lynch to me is one of the top three or four GMs in football. I I think what he's been able to do there is amazing. They need to figure out that offensive line. Trent Williams isn't getting any younger. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed, he was limping the whole game. Every time right, he was right, right, right. out of the huddle, he was limping. He was playing on hard alone. Uh Feliciano got hurt uh in that game, the guard. I think he's the left guard. So listen, that, that line needs some work. You know, they still have a great window. Purdy, forget he had a great game. He had an almost flawless game for the Niners. We did we haven't mentioned Purdy's name at all much, this this conversation. He, oh, had, oh, oh. he had a fantastic game, Purdy fantastic game especially considering he's a second year player in on the biggest stage in football right so uh they've got a a good young quarterback they still have McCaffrey Samuel Ayuk Jennings showed me a lot of wide receiver Kittle's getting a little bit older but he's still you know I he can still get a thousand yards I think they need to focus on that offensive line defensively I still think they're good I mean, I don't think it takes much more than one or two players just to restock, maybe get some depth, like to your point, William. But I think yeah. the main focus should be the offensive line. Keep Purdy upright, open up those holes for McCaffrey, and you'll be you'll be in the NFC champ, champion again. You'll be in the championship game again uh, probably next year. I think there's very little to tinker with on that team. I think they probably run the risk of, Making changes that now. actually go in the wrong direction, yeah. <laughs> you know. I right, think right, they have a right. good thing right there. At least for another two right. seasons, I think they've they've
0: still got a good window. Real quick, Greg, before you go, uh, San Fran got the Mahomes three times. Uh, the Chiefs got the Purdy one time. Just we were, we asked that question. Yeah, we didn't know if he was sad. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and no, what's your I thoughts, Greg? With, I, I agree with John. They need to fix the offensive line. I also think they need to get a good backup middle linebacker. Clearly, exactly. And coming off an Achilles, you just don't know how Greenlaw's going to respond. So I think he's older not... now,
0: isn't he? Huh? Is he? I is think... he a
1: little older now? Well, he's younger than Warner, but, but he he has been injury prone this year. Like he popped the yeah. hammy once or twice. He's always coming out at the second half. Like he he plays recklessly. That's part of his problem. <laughs> like he doesn't know how to let up on the tackle. If you see him play, he plays violently. Like he reminds me of uh, Ray Lewis a little bit, not in talent, but in the way he approaches the game. And like, I don't think he's ever lightened up on the tackle. He's knocked himself out just as often as he knocks out ball carriers. So I think that's part of his problem. And Hints players like that will end up.
2: Linebacker. Yeah. What was that? H- hence the, the need for another yeah, yeah. linebacker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So guys, I-, I did want to mention one thing. There's a great YouTube video short with Jason Kelsey and his kids. And they're talking about Uncle Travi won. You didn't win, Dad. Uncle Travi won. (laughs) And Jason is going, well, let's be... Let's be happy for Uncle Travis. So <laughs> I, I recommend everybody see it. It's yeah. cute as hell. Really I'll check good. it
0: out. Uh, so Dre Greenlaw has been in the league five seasons. And with somebody who plays that violently, he's probably nearing the end. Uh, people always assume 10, 12 years, but the average lifespan lifespan still three to five years uh, 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 yeah, uh, of an NFL player. Usually. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's not going to last time, but what I'm saying is he plays violently like that, you know, all these injuries. Well, uh, uh, uh. Oh, anyway, I agree with both of you. If I'm if I'm the the CEO or the team president whatever, first of all I sit Shanahan and 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 and, and uh, I'm sorry the uh, GM I'm trying to blank uh, great football players Lynch, 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 Lynch down, and I specifically talk about the defensive coordinator. Your guys the decision. Do we need to make a change or do we just need continuity there since he's our third defensive coordinator in three years? You explore that question, but I agree they need depth and they do need a middle linebacker on defense, but they need to fix the offensive line. Their problem is that offensive line. It's been, and and Shanahan has noted this and he says, that's why one reason they look at Brock Purdy differently than the rest of the league, because they see those little nuances and they see how, you know, how he's adapting to, to, to the quicker rush, this, that, but that, if they have a problem that they need to address, it's the offensive line. Their secondary problem is they need depth on defense and, 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 and then, You also got to look at Lynch and ask Lynch, do we need to bring an offensive coordinator? That's maybe the same type of offensive coordinator that Shanahan is, but maybe Shanahan needs to start looking at it from a a head coaching standpoint instead of the head coach slash uh, play caller. You know, I don't know. What I'm saying is as a CEO, those are the questions I'm asking uh, 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 going into the offseason. Now, do you guys think the Chiefs can, I lied again, the final question. Do you guys think the Chiefs can 3
2: it's hard. It's hard to two beat. Um, if, if if I, I'm not going to say this predictions term. Predictions that next year's Super Bowl is going to be Detroit and KC. Um, is that from QAnon? I, it's from the person. <laughs> it's from the person who predicted 49ers and KC this year.
0: Oh, there and you go. There person. you go. But if that's you. I line take line it.
2: Is, bottom line is Detroit's kept their staff, which I didn't expect them to do. I thought Ben Johnson would be gone. Um, And, you know, if you look at what Brad Holmes has done with his drafts, every player, he's taken 21 players in three years, and and I think 21. Anyway, all but one are still with the team on the roster. That's kind of unheard of.
0: Greg, do you think they have... But do they have the draft picks or the salary cap space to uh They're uh fix that, no, no, the, fix that the fix that to fix that secondary because that secondary was really their Achilles heel. They're well, ranked thirty one to thirty two all season long.
2: Just remember, if uh if uh whoever it was, I think it was uh, Seattle picked just before Tro- Detroit at five last year, and they took Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Detroit was going to take him. That's why they traded down and got Jameer Gibbs. Now, I love the Gibbs pick, but Devin Witherspoon would have gone a long way. They got this new kid, Ifante. I don't remember his last name. He's one of the draft picks of Brad Holmes. He played really well at the end of this year. Yeah, I can't so, pronounce so you're, his last name. You're, you're saying... I can't pronounce. So you're
1: no. saying. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can't, I can't pronounce that kid's name, but it's number six. Uh, the he safety. He played really
2: well. He played yeah. really
1: well. And, and Branch was out there. The other rookie they had who was good, he was hurt for a lot of the season, too. Um,
0: Can the Chiefs... Hold on, John. Hold on, John. So you're saying it's going to be Detroit from the NFC's, which is what I'm hearing, Greg.
2: Well, I'm saying somebody predicted it. I would love to see it as a Detroit fan. But it's hard. It's really hard. There there just aren't dynasties Uh, anymore. Um, Right. Now, with, with Mahomes, Casey has as good a chance as anybody of getting back. But if Pacheco goes down with an injury, Jarek McKinnon's injury prone, uh, I just don't see. It, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to get back. No, and, I, I uh, agree. I, uh, I think it's hard for no, to, to get back. There's a lot of good teams and, and, in the NFL.
0: And don't forget, Travis Kelsey's another year older. and He well, he wasn't injured this year as much as he had those knickknacks that kind of just wear on you. Yeah, he, he may it still, but like the, he the VP. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. John, your take. Do you do you think the the nine, uh, 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 Niners are able to uh, uh, get back to it? The Niners? Yeah, they have a shot. Yeah, the Niners and, have and, a shot. I'm sorry. That wasn't my question. My question was the three-peat. I'm sorry. I lost yeah. track there. Can the they do a three-peat? The uh,
1: look, the odds
0: against it are against it, but I will
1: say this. I think Kansas City is going to be even better next year. So the defense is very young. So they'll be matured and they'll still be as good probably. Spaniolo's going to be there. So you have continuity that you mentioned, defensive coordinator, great defense. Chris Jones may or may not be back, but you know they've, they've been building up the talent around him. Uh, the thing that needs to get fixed is you need more playmakers, whether it's getting another running back, whether it's getting what I think is a true number one receiver. I think Rice showed me that he was getting better as the year progressed. But I don't think he's like a game-changing number one. You get someone like Tyreek Hill in there, whether it's a free agent, whether it's through the draft, whatever it is, get somebody in there who's a true number one, and we'll have no doubt saying that the Chiefs could be a favorite to 3 Pete, because uh, Mahomes is the best quarterback. It's an old formula. NFL changes, but it's an old formula. Best quarterback and a great defense means you're always you always have a chance to win. So uh I think they they have a shot at it. I have, they have a shot at it. I mean look They're the
2: this only w- team in the NFL right now who can do it. Right, right. And right. And and you I, know what?
1: Look, it's been twenty years. This is the first back to back Super Bowl winner
0: yeah. since two thousand four. So it's been twenty Parody. years. Parody and yeah. attrition. Parody and attrition. Uh my take is simple. I think the Chiefs can three However, I if I you put a gun in my head, I'd say no, and here's why. Uh both of you guys are right. But I've been saying all season long, Detroit is a year away. Baltimore is a year away. Those are the two most physical teams in the league. Well, maybe a couple others, but that smash mouth, especially with Baltimore. And the reason I say that is somebody on Twitter said, you idiot, Lamar's been in the league like 70 or something like that. And my take was this is his first year in a passing offense that was built for him to showcase his arm. So he's still learning that process. So I think uh, I'm not saying the Chiefs win was a fluke win. I'm saying the Chiefs coached the Ravens, out-coached, uh, 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 uh staff. And that's why the Chiefs advanced. They were smarter, better. They were the better team in all phases, but I think Baltimore is a better team on the field. But can they make that transition? Maybe, maybe not. And then you, like I said, the Lions are just a few players away from the secondary, and they've got a coach who has bloodlust in his eyes, and I say that in a very good way. He's a he is a coach I would follow into battle and follow my sword for Dan Campbell. Kyle Shanahan is a coach I'm like. Damn, we're going to war, man. Statistically, I may not come back. But with Dan Campbell, I don't care if I don't come back. And that's the difference in managing and leadership. Now, Dan Campbell needs to uh, mature as a leader a bit too and understand the intricacies and nuances of the play in the context of 10. Ergo, look at the Dallas it's game. It's okay to you kick on
2: fourth down once in a while
0: exactly exactly but there's one more power team in the afc guys and i'm drawing a complete well there's two more that it. you missed there's two more there's the yeah. bills Buffalo. there's the bills yeah that's
1: it the bills the bills and then miami because yeah. here's Miami's the thing. too much of a finesse team no no right hold now. on a second hold on a second again people forget their defense was terrorizing opposing offensive but then what did they do they lost jalen uh jalen phillips who was an amazing oh, yeah, pass yeah, 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 yeah all yeah. season
0: long john all season yeah. long they dealt with injuries
1: Yeah. And then they also lost Bradley Chubb. So when you Mm -hmm. think about it, they lost something like 25 sacks when those two guys went down. Right. And they put relentless pressure. So yeah. And also they didn't have Jalen Ramsey the whole season. So that defense, when you take all those injuries into account and everybody has to deal with injuries, but those guys are coming back next season. I think. No,
0: no, John, you're right. You're right. I used to tell Eddie, this I said, Eddie, nobody's talking about this. I can't find any articles. But the freaking Dolphins are ravaged on defense, injury wise. And I go, I go, we're not seeing any articles because their offense is so dominant. That's all anybody wants to talk about. But I kept saying, I write, do my write ups. These injuries are going to catch them up. My issue with the Dolphins is Tua's arm and some of his decision-making it's a big playbook he's still learning that john pointed this out Tua can get the ball to his receivers there's no doubt of that but too many times i see grace giving me this dotty face but too many times i agree with john those receivers they'd be like slowing down to let the ball catch up to them and this is what i tell people i i predicted this with the st louis rams where they lost to the to the uh uh patriots in brady's rookie year i go look uh uh You've got to be able to make the tough play in the close games. And when you get away with stuff like that, it catches up to you when you're facing elite teams. And that's my concern with Tua is when the big game came along, they couldn't keep up. with, They couldn't even match up with Kansas City. Then Buffalo beat them twice. So they've got to – I think they're a couple years away, and I think Tua may not be their ultimate – their final – If they get to the playoffs in three to five years, Tua may not be the quarterback leading them there. Greg, go ahead. You're dying to to say it.
2: Any quarterback in the NFL, I don't care how good their arm is, is going to throw the ball, underthrow the ball to those two receivers. Sometimes they're just that fast. Oh, but it
0: wasn't sometimes. John would point that out. It was all the time. Greg, because I was with you, Greg, and John kept on, and eventually covering the games every week. I'm like, damn, another underthrow, and that's what finally got me was. Too many underthrows.
2: I think what Baltimore and Miami need is a good running back. And by a good running back, I mean a guy that goes between the tackles. I love the Miami running backs, but they're scat backs. They're small guys. Right. I brought that up too. Yep, agreed. And and I like Gus Edwards, but he doesn't have the speed required for a top-notch running back in Baltimore. I think if Dobbins could have stayed healthy, he could have been the guy for him. But he was injured all the time, so both of those teams need a solid running back before I think they contend for my for the Super Bowl. I really do. Gotcha. I actually hey, like James Cook in Buffalo. I think he's pretty. He
1: good. came. He he matured this year, and more importantly,
2: yeah, you
0: guys liked him. I, I
2: wasn't uh, that impressed, but then well, he, I didn't follow him that closely.
1: Well, here's the thing. Uh, well, who's the? They got rid of who was it? Dor- who was the uh, offensive Ken coordinator? Dorsey. That, Ken no, Dorsey. He, Ken Dorsey. They got rid of him. They got rid of him. Right. Who was the guy they hired midseason?
0: Brady. Wasn't it Brady something? Brady, yeah.
1: Joe Brady, I think. Um, But whoever that OC was that took over midseason, he turned that offense around. And the first thing he did was, we're getting the ball to James Cook and and if you notice, that's when St- Stefan Diggs started bitching more cuz he now he wasn't the center of attention anymore that's right uh, on that's offense right. right but they were
0: winning but they, but they were, were winning.
1: winning and like when you saw, i had cook on two or three of my fantasy teams so he you was would see good. yeah that second half it was like boom why he was getting 18 19 17 carries a game which he wasn't getting right. before
2: and three or four receptions
1: exactly right. and he w- and he would get, and he would get three four uh, uh passes thrown his way He would get 120 total scrimmage yards a game. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second. Now Josh Allen isn't running for his life anymore. He isn't always taking the quarterback sneak on third and one, third and two. They've got James Cook for that. And I thought uh, Latavius Murray was a good change up for them. So he could come in and get that tough yard that Greg is talking about. So the Bills, now can they retain everybody? That's the other issue, right? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Well, well,
0: getting rid of Von Miller would give him some salary cap relief. I right, would imagine. and
1: it depends what yeah. you think of their their offense, right? Milano, uh, I'm sorry, their yeah. defense. Milano was out. Everything. So
0: the yeah. AFC is. Well, the by defense by far... had injuries too. Their yeah, yeah, had yeah, injuries too yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: there, the AFC is by far the superior conference in my opinion. Right, so it's like uh, you could say oh, yeah. the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Dolphins. Bills, Bengals, you know Bengals uh, are Bengals, you know, you get back They'll joe burrow back healthy burrow, yeah. yeah so like yeah, i mean six seven teams in the afc you can make a legitimate argument that they can represent Correct. the afc in the nfc it's the niners i don't even know if the, the eagles, eagles can be counted in there anymore because they, they just oh, went I... totally down the crapper this season who knows what's going to happen and they're always but see roseman always makes one a trade somewhere that you don't expect but it's like who who are we talking about in the NFC uh,
0: the the Niners, Cowboys, and Niners. Maybe the Cowboys, maybe hey. the Cowboys. I'm talking about in terms of talent. And I the, I, I don't take them seriously, but hey, they are talented. And don't the Lions,
2: miss my team.
1: And the Lions. No, no, I was getting hey, to them. There you go. And the Lions. So, and the Lions. So you've got you've you've only got maybe two to four teams that you can make an argument right. to win the Super Bowl. So the so the Chiefs. A, it's just it gets the odds to win three in a row the second thing is they play in the tougher division you know it's the same thing like if you're the jets in the afc east or the patriots what are your chances of winning division next to zero no matter how much you improve because you've got buffalo and miami ahead of you in the afc it's the same thing you've got to jump over baltimore look i don't know still don't know what happened in that baltimore game they should have
0: throttled the chiefs but they didn't no you're right Uh, but that's great coaching to me that's the difference maker was the coaching uh guys real quick uh before i close the show out i'm gonna give my take i think the niners can make it back i don't think the chiefs will not because they're something happens to them it's it's the growth of some of the other teams uh but the only reason i would put the niners over the, the 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 uh Lions, is they have a rookie salary cap uh, situation with Brock Purdy, so they can fill some depths while they're writing that rookie contract. And that's one of my fears about the Ravens. You know, with Lamar, with this big contract, it's going to limit. Now, people say, oh, William, they work around it. No, they don't. They play their little tricks. They play the little They can get away with it here or there, but they don't have... Full fledged, uh, 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 an open table. Now, that said, per Greg, the Lions have a great salary cap. So that means to me, uh, uh, it can boil down to one of those teams because I just think the Cowboys are too soft when it comes to crunch time. And they, and nobody can prove me wrong, they become soft and lose the teams they should be. So I do believe it'll come down to the NFC, to the Lions and, and the Niners in terms of I that. Maybe the Eagles, nice depending on how through. their coordinators do what's that?
2: I think Green Bay is a good team too. I really do. They're, they're
0: what you call the dark horse, uh, but there's now a lot of film, and and again, dude, I mean, it's like, I look at my analysis and everything fell into line. That's why I get so mad at people on Twitter. I'm like, no, I was watching them. Like Jordan Love, I said, he's growing, they're going to suck early, you know, so certain things, it's like the Lions. The only thing that disappointed me with the Lions was their lack of an ability to put their foot on their opponent's neck and snap it like a twig when they were a command, they let certain teams play at times they would play down to their opponents and and that's just a maturing process you know gentlemen actually i lied any final words greg or john before we log it off
2: thanks for having me on it's great being with you guys again great having you greg I'm cool. John, I'll uh, shut up. I'll shut up.
0: Okay. Uh, Greg, it was a pleasure. I'm hoping we can bring you on on a semi-regular basis just to talk football because you yeah. bring the passion and energy out. So so we'll talk about that later. But we enjoyed having you on the last two weeks. Good analysis, good debate. And for the rest of the audience, we'll be here next week. Points on the board. Again, do not forget, com. You can find all our podcasts. Greg, go ahead.
2: Try to get to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton in August, 9th through the 11th. I don't know if John and William will be there, but I will, and I hope to see them there too. It's a great time. Bob Lung puts on a great show there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, Greg. In fact, if I remember correctly, Bob and John are, are kind of tight. <laughs> no comment. No. Oh, Bob, uh, so that's Bob, Bob <laughs> used to used to write for me for one
1: season, I believe. Yeah, so I know Bob. Yeah,
0: there you go. So, uh, so to everybody else again, Media dot com. You can check out our shows YouTube, Rumble under the profile Grumley's Media, uh, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Google for your traditional podcast. Greg, once again, thank you for having us. Big John, thanks for filling in and being part of it. And to Miss, Mr. Eddie Aparicio, you shut up in here and take your loves. But it's a special day for Eddie. He's out with the family. God bless him, and I hope he has a good night. To everybody else, this is Happy William Valentine's Del Pilar. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh. oh, tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, uh. And to everybody else, this I'm William Del Pilar with points on the board. Until next time, I bid you adieu.